0: Life Church, it's so great to be with you on this weekend for our one-day offering. This is our annual event that we do every single year, and uh, it's great to be at all of our campuses this weekend. I just wanna give a big shout out to our Milwaukee campus, Pastor Robert and Latrice Bell, uh, to our Appleton campus, Pastor Dan and Kristen Taylor, uh, to our Brookfield campus, and to our Germantown campus. Just wanna say thank you for being here and online. How could I forget the biggest campus yet is our online campus. Just thank you so much for joining us, wherever you're joining us from. I am so glad that you're here today. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, Matthew, chapter 25. I'm gonna walk through a passage of scripture today uh, that you've probably read before. I'm sure you've heard at least a few phrases, even if you haven't read this passage, but I wanna kind of unpack it because I wanna talk today about what this one day is all about. I wanna talk about compassion. Now, this message works when we're gonna end like today to take an offering where we're gonna give one day's wage, all of us individually, we're gonna come together corporately, whether you're online at Appleton, Milwaukee, Brookfield, Germantown, doesn't matter. We're gonna come together and we are going to give one day's wage to the poor and the suffering to the needy of the world. We're gonna show compassion. But this message also works just in how you do life. It's not about money. It's about how you live life. It's about how we're called to live life as Christ followers. And so I've just kind of entitled this, Compassion Is... dot dot dot," And that's what I wanna talk about. What is compassion? What does it look like? Why is it important? And then we're gonna again end today with giving one day's wage to the poor and the suffering of the world as we're gonna take up our annual one-day offering. And so today, Matthew chapter 25, Jesus is speaking in parables here, and he's coming to the end of this chapter, and in verse 31 is where I want to pick this up. It's it's kind of known as the as the parable of the sheep and the goats. And so again, let's let's read it. I'm gonna be reading from the message transliteration, and so, but I'll kind of give you points along the way is where I'm at. So starting in verse 31. When he finally arrives, blazing in beauty and all of his angels with him, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, will take his place on his glorious throne. Then all the nations will be arranged before him and he will sort the people out much as a shepherd sorts out sheep and goats. Putting sheep on his right and goats on his left. Verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, enter you who are blessed by my father, take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation and here's why. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Verse 37, then those sheep are going to say, master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will say, I'm telling you the solemn truth that whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, your version may say to the least of these, that was me. You did it to me, verse 41. Then he will turn to the goats, the ones on his left, and he will say, get out worthless goats. (laughs) You are good for nothing but the fires of hell. And why? Because I was hungry and you gave me no meal. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was homeless and you gave me no bed. I was shivering and you gave me no clothes. I was sick and in prison and you never visited me. Verse 44. Then those goats are going to say, master, what are you talking about? Notice it's the exact same question that the sheep ask. When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or shivering or sick or in prison and we didn't help? Verse 45, he will answer them. I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you failed to do one of these things to someone who was overlooked or ignored to the least of these, that was me. You failed to do it to me. Verse 46, then those goats will be herded to their eternal doom, but the sheep to their eternal reward. It's a pretty heavy parable because the parable is likening the judgment to to what a shepherd would do with sheep and with goats. But we know that its parable is a story with meaning. This is how Jesus is depicting the judgment at the end of time. For all those who claim to be Christ's followers at the end of time, that this is how the reward, how judgment will be administered. I wanna give you a couple of statements here that what this passage shows us about compassion. Remember, the title of today's message is, Compassion Is... dot dot dot." The first thing is that compassion is noticed. Compassion is noticed. So verse 31 and 32 and 33, the Bible says that he, speaking of Jesus, will sort them out. He will sort the sheep and the goats. He, being Jesus, God, notices. Compassion. And based upon compassion, he begins to sort them to sheep and to goats. I'm gonna explain more about the sheep and the goats in a minute, but what I want you to catch is that God sees what you do. God notices what you do. God, God pays attention to what you do, not just to him, Notice that, that, and again, I'll unpack this a little bit more in a minute, where, where they both asked the question, the sheep and the goats, hey, when did we not see you? When did we see you in this situation? We, we, we never saw you, Jesus. We never saw you, God, in need. No, Jesus said, you, you overlook the least of these. You, you, you overlook the, the marginalized, and, and you overlook those who are in need. And I was in that. God notices how we respond to people. God notices how we act. Not just on Sunday when we're got our Sunday best on kind of a deal, like, cause we, none of us, if we truly saw Jesus in any one of those six conditions, hungry or, 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 or cold or, 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 or needing clothing or shelter or sick, or, we, we would totally minister to him. But the truth of the matter is, is that God's not just looking for how we treat him, but how do we treat others? In our day and age, uh, man, that could be anything from social media to how we treat our neighbor, to how we treat a coworker, to how we respond to other people when they do us wrong. How how do we deal with people who are homeless in our society? How do we deal with people that are um, in need of food and hungry? Is our response that's their fault? That's their issue? That's their problem? If they just, did blah, dot, 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 if they just fill in the blank, if they just got a job, if they just got up off their backside and did whatever, God notices. Again, pretty heavy, but I didn't write the book. It's what he says. He sorts them based on what he sees because compassion is noticed. Second statement is compassion is standard. Compassion is standard. The, the, the delineation between the sheep and the goats, between those who are going to heaven as their reward and those who are going to hell, again, according to this passage, uh, the, the standard is compassion. The standard is how you do these six actions. Jesus said, you fed me, you gave me a drink, you gave me a room, you gave me clothes, I was sick and you visited me, I was in prison and you came to me. That becomes the standard. The, the, standard is, is the standard is not an amount of money that I put in the offering. The standard is not, uh, is, is not um, the amount of hours that I serve or volunteer. The standard is not, does, does the pastor know me or, or do I have perfect attendance at church, whether it's online or, or at any one of our campuses. Uh, the, the standard is compassion. Do I operate with compassion? Because truly what happens, what Jesus is going to unpack here is that what's happening on the inside is what comes to the outside. That my heart informs my actions. It's not just my actions, it's my heart. And it's easy for me to do acts of compassion when the camera's on, when I'm around other church people, maybe at a mission trip. But when no one else sees, when no one else does, when no one else is around, how do I treat the least of these? Compassion. See to the goats, Jesus said, he was in all six of these conditions and they ignored him. And the goats are surprised. When did we see you? And Jesus says, in the least of these. And then the sheep also are surprised as well. It's interesting, both the sheep, both the goats are surprised. When did we see you in these sad states? And Jesus says, when you did it to the least of these brothers, you did it to me. The sheep, didn't show compassion, I want you to notice this, because they saw Jesus in the hurting people. They showed compassion because they had a merciful nature of the Lord. They responded the way Jesus would have responded. And they were surprised to discover that they had helped Jesus when they helped hurting people. And I think that's important for us to understand that when we help hurting people, we're helping Jesus. When we serve the disenfranchised, When we serve the homeless, when we serve the the brokenhearted, when we serve uh, the poor, when when, when we serve, when we do what we're doing today, we're doing it unto the Lord, we're serving Him. It's the standard, it's the expectation. And you go, well, I, I thought that, man, when I give my life to Christ, that I'm going to heaven. Yes, but because you are truly changed, Because Jesus really has changed you, he begins to change your nature and compassion is a part of that. Even if you were mean and surly before, meaner than a junkyard dog, afterwards, Jesus comes in and he softens you and he breaks down that hard, hard heart. And you all of a sudden begin to see and you begin to respond, even when you're not even connecting the dots that that's Jesus, that I'm serving Jesus. The truth of the matter is, is that you are and that standard begins to come out in your actions. So your actions are not what saves you but your actions are there because you are saved. Ooh, that'll preach. Third statement, compassion is seeing. Compassion is seeing. Now I know we just said a moment ago that God notices, but I want you to check this out. In verses 37, 38, 39, and 40, there's three different references to seeing and to sight. That compassion sees, not just God sees, but that if you and I truly are sheep and not goats, that we will see that we will see the hurting. We'll hear the cries of the lost. We'll see the plight of people. We we will see them right where they are. And you've heard the phrase seeing is believing. Um, The truth of the matter is, is that when we have a true heart of compassion, we begin to see the poverty. We see the need. We see the hurting. We see it. I can't do anything about something that I don't know exists. I'm only as good as my information. I tell the staff that all the time. As I'm leading this church, I'm leading this organization, I'm only as good as the information. The truth of the matter is if I can see it, I can do something about it. If I can see it, then I can get to it. If I can see it, then I can envision it, then I I know what to do. Are you seeing hurting people? Uh, Forget the offering at the end of the message today, as we give one day's wage to the poor and the hurting of the world. Do you see those people in your city? Do you see maybe those kids, if you go drop your kids off at school or other neighborhood kids, that maybe there's some real needs that are there? Do you see that maybe it's that single parent who's struggling to make ends meet, who pulled into the parking lot with you at the grocery store or at church? Or maybe you notice that it's kind of a real common kind of old rusty old minivan and they're not getting a full tank of gas because quite frankly, they don't have the money to get a full tank of gas. You don't even think about it. You just put it on your credit card, you pay at the end of the month and you go. one. Do you see the person holding the sign on the corner? Do, do you see it? That's what compassion does. Compassion opens their eyes to see. I I, I wanna see, I wanna smell, I wanna go. And again, I can take you around the world and have your eyes opened and your senses open to the depravity and the poverty and the hurting of humanity. And that's important. But I can also take you just a few miles away from where you live and show you some pretty similar situations. Compassion sees. Next, compassion is separating. It's separating. Let's look at verses 41 through 45. The separation of the sheep and the goats, the judgment. See, in Israel, shepherds often had sheep and goats in the same flock during the daytime. But at night, the shepherd would separate the sheep from the goats. The sheep, which are typically more of a defenseless animal were put into the sheepfold. It's typically a stone wall, had a gate. So Jesus understands this, and is he, he's speaking in this parable, he, they get this and they understand what's going on. And so, so they would have understood that, oh yeah, the, 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 the shepherd will take the sheep and put them through the gate. Remember, Jesus will refer to himself as the gate, as the way to God, the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, he's the good shepherd. And that he also liken us unto sheep. We we are sheep in the body of Christ. And if one of us goes astray, he'll leave the 99 in the sheepfold and go after the one. But the sheep are always at the end of the day, after the grazing, the shepherd will bring them into the sheep pen, to the sheepfold, and bring them in there through the gate and keep them there. The goats, uh, a shepherd would leave the goats outside. Because goats are way more aggressive. They're a little bit more cantankerous of, a, of an animal. And so they were left outside of the, of, of the sheepfold, outside the sheep pen. This is a powerful picture of how Jesus that he uses to describe the judgment of all people in the world. That at the end, this is a parable to realize that there's a judgment not between good people and bad people. That's how we think of it. But the judgments between two groups of people that both claim to be Christ followers. They both claim to have a relationship with Jesus. They both claim to be in love with him. They both profess to belong to the good shepherd. At this point in the parable, it's really about hypocrisy amongst Christ followers. Those that claim to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, claim to have a changed heart, but there's no real true actions. It's just kind of window dressing, the goats. That's what the goats are. The goats symbolize those who say they are sheep, who try to act like sheep, who who try to run with sheep during the daytime. But when the end comes, when the night comes, the shepherd who knows the sheep from the goat begins to separate them. Ray Steadman said this, it's important to note that it's the judgment of sheep and goats, not, one of sheep and wolves. Jesus is not choosing between the obviously bad and the obviously good. In the judgment of the sheep and the goats, Jesus is distinguishing sharply among persons, all of whom profess to be Christians and claim to belong to him as members of the family of God. It's the separation of the hypocrites from the real or the false from the true. Wow. The sheep and the goat sometimes look similar, especially after sheep have been shorn. They, they even have similar bleeding sounds. But even so, these two groups of people in this judgment tend to look the same and they both claim to be Christ followers, but they're not. Dr. Richard Hoffler in the, in the book, The Divine Trap says it this way, that sheep and goats are not made sheep and goats by the judgment they're only identified for what they are. Let me say that again. Sheep and goats are not made sheep and goats by this judgment. They're just identified by what they are. The deeds of the mercy for which the sheep performed were not works of merit, but evidences of the fact that they were sheep and not goats. Therefore, judgment is not a threat to someone to, be feared, to fear the future, but a warning that one day all people will be, will be revealed for what they are now. Wow. Wow. And what's the difference between the sheep and the goats? Their actions. One fed and gave drink and gave shelter and gave clothing and visited and loved, showed compassion. The sheep. The other, the goat, acted as though they were sheep, but they weren't because they did not do that. Oh, they said, hey, if we would have seen you, Jesus, we would have taken care of you. But Jesus is saying, look, but it's not about me, it's about how you treat the least of these, how you treat the hurting, how you treat the homeless, how you treat the, 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 <laughs> those that are at the bottom rung of society, how you treat those people and what you do with those people and how you respond, compassion, compassion. That's what separates. As I was preparing for this message, I thought, do I actually really wanna say that? I'm trying to take an offering and I really wanna raise as much money as I possibly can because none of the money stays here. I wanna get as much money out of you as I possibly can to the the needy of the world, to the hurting of the world, because I know that's gonna be the very best thing for you. I know it's gonna make eternal reward. I also know that it's gonna help a lot of people. And I thought, man, I don't want to offend someone. I don't want to. I was talking to Tammy, I said, "What, what do you think? And she said, Aaron, it's like you always say, I hate when my wife uses my preaching against me. These are not your words, they're God's words. You are but the messenger. He's the message. The message, Life Church, is real clear. Compassion separates us. It's not where you're sitting in the church today, it's not how long you've been going to church, it's not what you verbally profess. your actions. If you truly are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're truly a sheep, you have nothing to fear because it's not that you always act perfectly. It's not about it at all. But it's about that your heart is bent towards compassion. Final statement. Compassion is rewarded. Compassion is rewarded. In verse 46, it says that the sheep are rewarded for their actions that because of their compassion, because of their actions, based upon a true relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want you to understand this. We're not saved by our works, but we work because we're saved. i us say that again, we are not saved by our works, but we work, we do works of righteousness because we are saved. It's not just enough that I say, Jesus come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord and be my savior. And then gotta go do what I wanna do. The truth of the matter is, is that I need to Confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that that Jesus is who the Bible says he is and I am saved. But when that begins to happen to me, there should be a change in me. I should respond differently. I should act differently. My actions, my works will become different from that day forward. And compassion is rewarded based on that. Because the reward, I want you to notice this, that the reward is eternal. Why is the reward eternal? Why isn't it just here? I mean, sometimes God can bless you because you do something kind here, I get that. But ultimately the reward is eternal because the people that you're ministering to are eternal. Remember, there's only two things that are eternal, God's word and his people. God's word, people. So because you are showing compassion towards that which is eternal, therefore the reward is eternal. And if I can just help you with this, you may live 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years on this planet, but you will live forever in eternity much rather have an eternal reward that pays dividends forever than to have one here that will just pay dividends for a few decades. So I want to close today. One day to feed the world, compassion. This is an opportunity for you to show, express your compassion. It's not the only way to do this. I don't want you to think that if you don't participate in this offering, you are not showing compassion, therefore you're a goat, therefore you're going to hell. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. This is an opportunity. There are loads of opportunities. There are opportunities on your way to church and on your way home, on your way to work and on your way home, while you're at work, while you're at home. There's opportunities to show compassion all the time, but this is a tangible way for you to show compassion. So today I wanna give you the opportunity and encourage you to participate in today's offering. So if you're in person, there's this envelope that's on the seat in front of you and you literally can write your check and any of the giving that you do goes to Life Church. We're gonna send one check to Convoy of Hope which is the organization that we have partnered with because of their feeding initiatives, programs. They are set up to take care of the poor and the suffering of the world. So we're not gonna reinvent the wheel and try to figure it all out. We're literally gonna give this all the way. So you can do that with this envelope. But if you're watching online, uh, or actually even if you're in person and you wanna utilize some of these options, you can do this as well. But uh, the giving options are gonna come up on the screen. So you can give via our website, lifechurchwi.com. You can give via the website, go to the website and give today or any day. But today's the day that we're taking this offering. You can text the amount followed by one day to 84321. So wherever you are right now, you could text your amount followed by one day to the number 84321. Again, if you're in person, you can use the one day envelope and drop it off at the door in a minute, along with your weekend tithe and offering, you can do it that way. Again, if you're watching online, you can also mail it into the church offices. The address is gonna be on the screen as well. So these are ways you can give. Let me just hit this one more time. So you can give on with the envelope. Uh, You can give via the website, lifechurchwi.com. You can text the amount followed by one day, the words one day, O-N-E-D-A-Y, it's on the screen, to 84321. If you're in person, again, you can use the envelope. Or if you're watching online, you can also mail that in. For some reason you don't have what you need with you, you can do that. And, and all of these platforms, you can do it with your, with your debit card, your credit card, uh, cash, however you want to do that. So I want to pray for you and I want to pray for this offering because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to pray. These options are going to be on the screen. The band's going to come back and they're going to do one song and then your campus pastor is going to come up and they are going to basically just kind of reiterate just a little bit of what I said and then they'll dismiss you. But I wanna pray for you today. I wanna pray for us today that that God will bless this offering and that he will use it. I believe it will be the greatest offering that we've ever taken for one day. I believe in the middle of this, pandemic and epidemic, the greatest thing we can do is to walk in faith and not fear and trust God and not worry about what's happening to the left and the right. God has taken care of us through this season. He will take care of us through the next season. Even when this too shall pass, he will take care of us. So we're going to operate in faith and we're going to give today. And then I'm going to pray that God's reward would be rich upon this church and upon you, wherever you are, even if you don't attend Life Church. And you're giving, because again, this doesn't go to a stay at Life Church. This literally goes around the corner, around the world, to directly to help hurting people, the poor, and the suffering in our world. Let me pray for you, Father. I thank you today for your people. And I pray God, whether we're writing a check or whether we're giving cash or whether we're using a debit card or a credit card, whether we're texting, whether it's online at lifechurchwi.com, Lord, whether we are are giving an envelope, whether we're in person, whether we're we're viewing this virtually, whether we're at a campus or God, whether we're in the state of Wisconsin or literally around the world, I pray your blessings on this offering. Lord, let us be be found as sheep, not as goats. And I'm not worried about that because I know that compassion is our DNA. But I pray let us express that today. Let us live that out today. Let our actions show that today. And I pray for the poor and the suffering of the world that will receive this offering, that you will bless it, that you will use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. It's not our kingdom. It's your kingdom. It's not our resources. They're your resources. And, God, we give them to you. And we thank you for blessing us in this season. And we pray your blessings be upon this church, upon this gift, and upon the giver. God, we trust you that you are the one that rewards and we thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen.